Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Okay, can you hear me now? That was interesting. Uh, that was very By the way, I had my phone in the house and today, and uh, my watch can pick up a call, but I don't know how to make a call from my watch. But my phone mm-hmm. wasn't even in the same room. And Mike Kerr from Here the Watchman got called by me when I was in the middle of a broadcast. Wow. You know, I was listening to uh, <clears throat> your update there on YouTube just before we joined, got on, just before we got together here. I've got a lot of stuff, Dave, that's going to tie some stuff together, man. And I mean, it's, it's pretty damn scary. So when we just, uh, when we just had our, when you just tried calling me this first time, I couldn't hear you at all. Could you hear me at all? No, completely blank. Okay, and then I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah. When you, when, so. Well, you know what? Okay. I, I got a, I got the answer. Let's just jump in, and uh, I don't want to have to try to call you back and have too long a leader since we got a connection. Well, let's go ahead and go. But I need to check one thing. Uh, I need to make sure we're recording, and hopefully I can get this in in under ninety seconds completely. Uh, let me see. I've got a government. We're good. I've got a, I've got a federal plane. That's weaponized. I'm assuming that was spotted over or recorded flying over. Okay, uh, tell me about it. Paradise. When, tell me about it when we start, because I'm okay. kind of up against the gun here. Okay, because if a leader goes too long, okay. I got to start over, and I don't want to have trouble with connections. So we'll go in three, okay, two, one. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. But because these broadcasts generally are digital, uh, we ask that you would share these far and wide and play them for people that particularly need to hear them. We're running out of time to make a change. The globalists are making a move. The move, I should say. And uh, we, we need to get people aware, which a lot are, and we need to move them to action. Because once CBDC is, is in and it's come into Colorado... I reported on that yesterday. But once it comes in, folks, game over. Now, are you worried about CBDC? You should be. Are you worried about the dollar failing because of the BRICS? Well, yeah, that's a problem. I will say this, though. If the dollar goes down, the BRICS, uh, they're going to fail, too. So they're not going to get out of this unscathed. But that's not going to help you if you're sitting in a pile of worthless cash. So you need to look at Noble Gold, and that's our sponsor here. And we're broadcasting to you from the Noble Gold Studios. And Noble Gold can save your retirement, they can save your bank account. The way they'll save your retirement is they'll get you outside the system. And you say, what do you mean? I mean, outside the system, you'll own your retirement, not the bank. Because if the bank retains ownership, you know what they're going to do? They're going to take it from you when they're in trouble. The Dodd-Frank Law of 2010 says that they can do that. You look it up, Dodd-Frank 2010. So let Noble Gold give you control of your retirement, and they'll back it with gold. Now, the Federal Reserve 
has destroyed the dollar. 85% of the value has gone since the 80s. We're backing this with gold, and that's held its value for 6,000 years. Where's the better deal? And they can do similar things for your bank account. Now, I want to send you a free information packet. Noble Gold is so good, they don't need to high-pressure sales. They don't want to. In fact, they train their people not to. So I want to send you a no-obligation information packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. And fill out your name, email, be sent to you immediately. And then... You can call Noble Gold with any questions. If you want to bypass this process, you can call Noble Gold at 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347, and tell them that Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show sent you. Well, our guest in this particular uh, show is John Wayne. And you go, yeah, you must like John. He's got great stuff, folks, and I'm telling you. He gave me a little bit of an insight from things he sent me. And John uh, told me a little bit before we came on uh, live here. And I have to tell you, if you've been following me about Maui, you know basically we're dealing with the cabal that's uh, mastering a conspiracy. And it seems like murder was their intent, blocking the exits, not giving siren warnings, turning off the water to uh, not allow people to fight the fire. You know, blocking the exits was the big thing. Today uh, we discovered the police chief is also the coroner, so he can bend the results and the casualty figures any way he wants. That's illegal under Hawaii law. I could go on and on and on, but you get the idea. It's a criminal conspiracy designed to de- uh, please the developers, and the biggest developer, biggest real estate company is Keller Realty. And do you know who underwrites them? Vanguard, Street, State Street, and guess who? BlackRock. That's right. Couldn't get any worse. So I'm setting the tone because John's going to come in here, and I know he's going to blow you away. John, welcome to the show. I'm glad I could join you. What what do you got for us, my friend? Because I know it's big. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, yes, um, you know we did a broadcast last night, or uh, my, we did a roundtable on my station last night, and um, you know we were discussing all kinds of different things. And even since then, I've put even a few more other things together that are really painting the picture. Now, what I want to do here is I want to share my screen because you need to see this with your own eyes to believe it for yourself. Um, keep in mind, this is audio, so we'll have to describe right, it. Right, absolutely, absolutely, we will. Um, so I want to start off with this here. Uh, President Biden, or lack thereof, sent a tweet after this fire over there in Maui, and he says, we're laser-focused. Now, that's important, oh extremely God. important. We're laser-focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical needs assistance, a one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. We have staff on the ground dedicated to helping survivors navigate the registration process. Now, the main part to this is laser-focused, okay? And what I've come to find out, there's a plane, an airplane, and the tail number is N557PG. This aircraft was recorded flying over Paradise, California during the fires there in Paradise, and it was also recorded flying over Maui during the fires there. Now, you want to go to this here, uh, the N557PG aircraft registration number. And this goes, uh, it was originally produced, the aircraft, and for reference here, it's a uh, Cessna Citation uh, jet. 
So it was produced in June of 2006 at National Aircraft Leasing Corporation out of Greenville, Delaware. Then the Department of Justice and FBI purchased the plane in 2021, and it was stationed out of Washington, D.C. June, 20, June 27th of 2022, the plane was transferred to another ownership. The registration was pending on that date, and then it was official that it was transferred to, by February 15th of 2023, Colorado Fire Aviation Leasing. Now, you go up here and it gives you the you know, basically the designations and the, the weight, speed, uh, speeds not defined, which I find that's extremely interesting, but nonetheless so there have been people doing some extremely amazing work in different areas and everybody's you know for lack of a better term we're everybody's picking up the pieces of the puzzles or the pieces of the puzzle and we're putting everything together everybody out there the sleuths on the internet you me other great broadcasters but this is absolutely beyond anything you could ever begin to believe. Now, I've got this muted here, and I'm just going to hit play so you can view it as we go, as this goes here. This guy is going through the same thing I just brought to you about this aircraft. And here's it showing that, you know, the flight and data times, and re, you know, they everything is registered. Whenever an airplane goes in the air, they know where this thing is. It's supposed to be. But this here was showing that it does, they're not recording this data when these fires were taking place for this aircraft. Now, with that being said, um, like I said, laser focused, okay? This here on this aircraft, I believe it's, I don't know if it's on the specific aircraft, but you can see, let me see here, right here, okay, so this is basically a Cessna citation. Mm-hmm. And on the front of this aircraft specifically, there's a control room inside this thing for this here, a bulbous turret. And this is literally, this is a laser turret on the bottom and front of the front end of this aircraft. I'll go ahead and play this, continue to play this. Um, as people are listening to this, this thing's turning and you can, you know, they can literally direct focus an energy weapon from this device onto the ground creating fires i mean literally a laser now i want to continue here i want to pull this up this is extremely important so there's images coming out of this fire or the aftermath of the fires uh, not only in paradise but in maui as well and the only objects that are left standing that are not burned are the color blue which is extremely interesting in its own right now, I'm going to prove to you that this I is a directed energy weapon office. that and set these fires. I do. A laser beam, for lack of a better term, right? I'm on air right now. So, so you see there's quiet. this uh, famous picture now of a blue car sitting over there in Maui. You have these blue uh, tarps, or uh, what do you want to call it, uh, um, umbrellas, for like, you know, sun umbrellas outside, untouched. Now, I'm showing you a video, Dave, of a laser test, and they are showing a, a, a yellow, a red, a blue, a green, and then a looks to be a white cloth. As this laser passes over the yellow, red, blue, green, and white cloth, the only color that does not burn is what color, Dave? Uh, the blue. That's right. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, so, for the radio audience, because this is not on our TV system, um, we're watching the laser go over cloth that's uh, kind of white, tan, green, blue, red, yellow, and it burns everything but the blue. So that's what we're watching here. And this is what we've been hearing. Blue cars, blue homes, survive the fires. That's right. Um, this is irrefutable evidence, in my understanding and belief, of what is going on and taking place. You know, like I said, we've even got the tail number of the aircraft that was spotted over both areas of the fires in Oregon. Uh, not Well, Oregon, and then, I mean, uh, but Paradise, California specifically. And uh, also in Maui, the exact same aircraft. Now, this here, I want to play the audio that this guy has found because this ties into what you were just saying about these organizations um, buying up the land for specific reasons. And this guy gets into the exact specific reasons for which we're speaking of and folks i'm going to tell you you best be aware this is extremely shocking and i just found this literally right before we came on air so in the midst of diving into numerous rabbit holes pertaining to the fires that are currently going on to the world i found this smart city the alita cone or at least i tell you i think you pronounce it and it might open a lot of people eyes as to what actually happened in the grease fires a couple weeks ago that were just finished now, as it says right here, okay, this is very big and ironic since Bezos just put his first smart island hub, right, on the Greek island of Nexos. If you didn't know that, now you do. The Linacone is set to be the largest urban regeneration project in Europe. Now, one can look back and see what parts were affected the most by these fires. Larissa, Athens primarily. And as it says here, look, <laughs> outside Athens, Greece, being developed on the site of Athens' old airport in the grounds of the 2004 Summer Olympics, this high-tech city will double the amount of green space in Athens. Most recently, Lambda Development, the developer behind the Alinicone, completed a share agreement with a Greece-based renewable energy company, the same one that is investing in Maui, Tenerife, same as the Canadian fires, and you look at the private shareholders behind these institutions, right? They just happen to be people like Jeff Bezos. And I'm going to show you what island I'm talking about because it's, it's baffling, honestly, because it's right in front of our eyes. They're creating an entire network. Now, of course, this article is from 2022. You can find updated articles if you want. It's actually baffling as to who's ironically been helping out in the Greece fires because it's primarily been Jeff Bezos who just spread his interest in Maui as well. But you can see Amazon to create first smart island hub on Naxos, Greece. Wow. I mean, Bezos has been at this for a while. I mean, even ironically, in Larissa, where the fires also were that I just mentioned. Capital and largest city of the Thessaly region, the fourth most populous in Greece. Legend has it that Achilles was born here and Hippocrates, the father of medicine, died. Larissa is an important commercial, agricultural, and industrial center of Greece, who became a proud owner of the two Stiora standard benches installed for Winhella's event. Third largest telecommunications operator in Greece with more than 4 million users. This was in 2019. Ironically, the same time where everybody was implementing plans for smart islands. The first smart island was supposed to be Maui. The second, Tenerife. You putting two and two together? Hold on now. Now, like I just stated, they literally tell you straight to your face what, what drone systems are going to be over these islands. The drones that will be used by Amazon, the project area of Greek design and manufacture, and are the heavy military type with enhanced capabilities. Right there, and that's as far as I want to go because he yeah, let, says an expletive. Let me add one word. thing to this, Sean. The day after go the Maui fire, 
uh, Bezos came out and offered $100 million to build a smart city where Lahaina once stood. Uh, oh, wow. He's pretty sloppy. i got to say, he's not real bright. You know, Dave, we are directly over the target. This is what they did. They burned these people to death to create these smart cities where they want them. I talked to and a local today to to who's afraid to give their name, and uh, the local told me that uh, they've been trying to force us out of our land for decades. It's gotten worse. The governor did some fake legislation, but he always put a disclaimer in. And the last disclaimer was if there was ever a natural disaster, Lahaina would lose its historical significance protections, and uh, the land could be seized by the state and rezoned, which is what they're doing right now. They're not advertising this, but what they're doing is they're evicting people, and they're also seizing land. So That's uh, right. You know, and even, even to the... Even to the effects of this, you know, they did not warn the people. There were no soundings of any alarms or sirens to say, you know, hey, look, something bad's going on. Yeah, I I have Um, something to say on that, too, John. Let me give you some official on this. Um, I went to the University of Hawaii website, and I reported this on my other channels. And it talked about the use of the emergency warning system, which is the best in the world. Uh, they said for any emergency, and they included fires in their language. And the the explanation, here's the cover-up, okay? So you have the head of the emergency management for Maui, and that ass clown comes out and says, "Yeah, we, I made the decision not to sound the alarm because people would have thought it was a tsunami and ran uphill and ran into the fire and got burned to death. I'm thinking, what jackass would run up a hill towards a fire no matter what siren was playing? They'd be running the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And then, listen to this, though. The governor doubled down. Governor Gang Green, as I call him, because he's a gangster and he's poisoned, so Gang Green is a good name for him. Governor Gang Green said in the same press conference, and I quote, When I moved to the island of Hawaii, I was tasked with listening to what these sirens meant, and we were told to always go uphill, and that would have put the people in danger here in Lahaina. I go, you've got to be kidding me. See, what happened, oh, and and here was the other thing this emergency director said, who now resigned for, quote, health reasons. He came out and said, well, they may not have heard the siren anyway because air conditioners are on, music's playing. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're saying this is the best system in the world, and you're saying air conditioners and music can drown it out. Okay, the the fix is in. And then the other thing is, too, is the this uh, Kaleo Manuel, uh, who is in charge of the water, the first time ever in Maui history they didn't release water for a fire. I watched a couple of videos where the firefighters and the citizens were working together to put out a fire near the edge of Lahaina, and it looked like they were winning. Then all of a sudden the water goes off, and that's because Manuel would not release it. I mean, this is this is manslaughter. This isn't even criminal negligence anymore. This is manslaughter. And I got one more for you. The police chief, as I found out today... He's not only the police chief, and we know about the Vegas connection, and he oversaw the investigation of the largest mass shooting in American history, now the worst fire in American history. Bad news follows this guy, but listen to this. In violation of Hawaii law, in violation of the law, I think it's uh, got GB 789, Section 1. Don't quote me on that, but I think I'm right. On that particular law, it says that medical examiner nor the coroner can be occupied by a position of someone who's in law enforcement. So he's the police chief. He's the coroner. He controls all aspects of the investigation. That's absolutely insane. I mean, 
the police chief literally just puts, takes off one badge, puts on another badge, and can sign the uh, deceased over into his own custody. This is the <laughs> man. You can't make any of this up. This is beyond being able to make any of this up. And to the effect of what has happened, you know, I there's a lot of people that have not been recovered. There have been a lot of people that oh. have literally just turned into ash. And do you, you want know, some numbers with the kids, John? Go for it, dude. I did some research today. I talked to people on the island, and they reminded me it's not a one-party state, so I don't think I can play the recording. But here's what I was told. There were 3,000 students in Lahaina, K-12. through And so far, mm-hmm. only 400 students have enrolled in the other school districts on the island, and 200 have gone virtual. That means there's 2,400 kids that aren't accounted for. Now, I have not reported this, and this is the first time I'm going to say it, but now with all the evidence, i got to say it. There's a pastor, and I'm going to work on getting the tape, and i got to decide if I want to play it, because it's only one man's word. But he's addressing his large congregation on Maui, and he said that military people have uncovered 187 bodies on the nearest island to Maui. Washed up on shore. Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> I could go you know, on and I... on. Now they're not telling the numbers, and so uh, the right. morgue that can hold a few hundred people is filled, and they've opened a temporary morgue at the police station under the control of the police chief, and they won't tell people how many are there. Uh, one of the reporters, Nick Sorter, was following Mayor Bisson. What a piece of work this guy is. I mean, he looks like Lurch. And he acts worse. And so he's being followed, and he says, Mayor, what about the kids? Why aren't you addressing the number of kids? you got parents screaming for information about their children. You know who they are. You know their addresses. You know where they live. And, and he didn't do anything. Didn't get in his face. And a Maui police officer bear-hugged him, headlocked him, and manhandled him for daring to ask the mayor questions. And then they said to him, you shouldn't even be here. Because here's what they've done. Somehow Nick slipped in because they're only allowing approved reporters into a 12-mile area. That would be like ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, how appropriate, see the BS, and then, of course, Fox and CNN. So I just thought I would add that into the mix here. I mean, everything here stinks of cover-up of mass murder. And, John, do you think it's mass murder when they block the exits and keep people from leaving? Absolutely. How about if Beyond I told you reason, that the tourists went? I got a video. They evacuated the tourists before the sun came up, hours before the fire. But they wouldn't let the residents mm. out as the Maui police cars blocked the exit. So do you see how my information is just dovetailing right into yours? Absolutely. You know, I mean, this for what it is is irrefutable now. And like I said, the one thing that just blew me away, I don't know, I mean, I'm going to tell you the laser images, the footage of the laser tests, the uh, tracking of the um, government flight and or flights that have probably occurred other than that, you know, that we haven't quite gotten in, you know, nobody's quite got into yet. This is all coming together. And people, I want you to understand, do they care about you? Absolutely not. You're repeating my theme. (laughs) You're repeating my theme. I've been saying this now for days. You know, and I want to add this, Dave. I mean, so this goes on to add to another saying I'm beginning to repeat quite frequently on air. If you comply, you will die. If you comply, you will die. You know, 
it's even to the effect, I'm pretty sure you know this, that people that were trying to bring in supplies, food, water, gasoline, the National Guard and the military was stopping people from even going into yeah. the uh, area to supply people that need these materials. Right. So the, you know, so let me try. I'm going to jump down a rabbit hole a little bit here or kind of walk out off onto the end of this branch. Hopefully it will hold me. Now, my other question is, how many of the people in this uh, small community were vaccinated? Now, the reason why I ask this is because if a lot of these people were literally vaporized and turned to ash, one of the main ingredients of this vaccination is graphene oxide. Uh, plus other uh, nano-building materials as well. So I'm wondering how this would have reacted with these uh, laser-based weapons if this is exactly what we're looking at. And I believe now, with what I've seen and with what I've just reported here on your broadcast, that this is what has happened. You know, I I just I have to ask. You know, I, I wonder what the numbers are for the people that have been vaccinated and not vaccinated. I do have an answer for you in another avenue that's related to this. Okay. I interviewed Virginia Farver earlier in the week. She's been a good friend of mine for years. She recently won a lawsuit against the FCC on smart meters. And we were talking about the lawsuit and the effects of 5G and so forth. And um, and then she got into something really curious. And this is before we really knew just how bad this was at Maui. Um I told her, I said, yeah, we're talking about Maui. And I said, well, Virginia, uh, I have a high-ranking military officer friend who had naval drone footage. He still has a security clearance. He doesn't know if it's classified, but he wouldn't give it to me in case it was, so I didn't go to jail. But he described what he saw. And he said what he saw was fire igniting spontaneously all at once on several homes rather than watching a natural progression of a wildfire gone crazy. And uh, he said, I didn't get it. I recorded it. I called in um, a fire expert that I know. And he came in and he said, those fires uh, exploded those homes. And he said, it's not likely the fire. It's probably the heat. And then um, he asked, he said he asked the fire guy, he says, what could, uh, did they pre-plant explosives in your opinion? He goes, that seems to be a, a remote possibility. He says, no, they have them if they have smart meters. Now back to my conversation with Virginia Farver. She said in the lawsuit, it came out that extreme heat can cause smart meters to ignite like a bomb. And what they think they're looking at now, based on this information that was proven in court, that the smart meters ignited the homes. And so no sirens, no warning, okay, uh, no water. And then here comes instant detonation from the extreme heat. Now, how hot was it? This is where it gets really interesting. Uh, the police chief admitted in a press conference, we don't know if we're going to find very many bodies. The heat was tremendous. It even melts metal. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's made the rounds uh, on mm-hmm. the Internet. His quote, Chief Peltier. Well, I did some research, and so did my uh, officer, ex-officer friend from the military. Fires that come like a forest fire, grass fire, they burn at 1,472 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. To uh, melt 
metal alloy, like what happened on the hubcaps of these cars. It has to be 2,250 degrees to 2,550 degrees. So you're looking at almost 1,000 degrees hotter. So back to Virginia's statement, that as the fire approached and the heat intensifies, that ignites the smart meter, not the fire. That's why these neighborhoods went up so quickly. You know, to tie into this, uh, there's a guy giving a report to a news uh, crew here, and this was in or- uh, Oregon, uh, Paradise, California. Uh-huh. And if I, I want to just—it goes to exactly what we just described. I want to play what he says to the sounding of what he heard as this fire was, um, I mean, increasing, and the sounds for which he, he describes are just absolutely, ironically. Uh, close to what you just stated. Other side, you can see uh, the dryer and washer just uh, completely gone. And the homeowner tells me that 20 years of the life that he builds is now completely gone. See the weather weather change and the wind start getting sucked in and it was just a like a like a train coming just just that kind of a rumbly sound and then the boom 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 that being said, and then the next uh, images they go into in this uh, video is the uh, weapons tests for uh, lasers on uh, military uh, ships and aircraft. And it creates the exact same sound, you know, a loud bang as the laser hits the target. So, folks, I mean, you'd best oh. take this warning seriously. I want you to hear this. The next day, I interviewed Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio, and uh, also he's the president of the New California Movement. And I told Paul about what Virginia said. And he says, Dave, I thought you knew that. I said, no, this is news. I didn't know. He said, this is what happened in paradise. He said, we know the smart meter is ignited because of the heat. And he didn't know about her lawsuit that she had won. And he said, yeah, we knew this. And he said, some of the homes survived because they turned off their electricity before they left. So the smart meter wouldn't have been engaged. He says, this is one day later after I interviewed Virginia. He gives a further explanation of this phenomena. This is why the fire consumed these people so quickly and there was no escape. And, and let me tell you my theory and, I'll, and feel free to criticize and we can discuss it. Because um, we're both adults, and uh, certainly professional disagreements are allowed, and our audience benefits. But here's what I've concluded: No one sat down in a room that told me this is the way it was. But it seemed to me like blocking the exit, no warnings, no no water to fight the fire. Now the smart meter factor. They wanted as many dead people as possible. And I thought about this for about two days, and I said, Why would they just want so many dead people? Just burn them out and get the damn land. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. If you got four people in a family, and two die, and two survive because they were off at work somewhere, then they come back and they rebuild with insurance. If the entire family perishes, the heirs are probably on the mainland or another island, and they may not go to the time and trouble of rebuilding their home because they don't have an emotional attachment. And so they just are simply willing to sell to the developers now that the Lahaina Historic District has been suspended because this is a declared emergency. And I thought that's why they want so many dead people. 
They don't want children to inherit parents' land. They don't want a husband to rebuild on a wife from the the wife was living with them. They don't want any of this. They wanted dead people and wiped them out so they would have less resistance to acquiring the land. Does, if you think that's crazy, say that's, so. No, that's that makes beyond excellent perfect sense. I mean, you, I mean, there's no argument there whatsoever because that makes perfect sense. Well, you know what convicts Bezos, and you've nailed him with the Greece situation with the clips you played, but when he comes in one day after the tragedy, doesn't express any grief for the people that are lost, and he says, yeah, I want to rebuild Lahaina with $100 million into a smart city. I mean, it, the lack of empathy here is just stunning. And and I'm going to give you something else I saw, too, and, and, and you'll think twice now when you watch. I watched the clip on Biden when he was asked, Mr. President, do you have any comment about the escalating death toll on Maui? No, no comment. Forget the words. I turned the sound down. I said, let me look at the man's body language. Now, I got a little bit of advantage. I'm not saying I'm right, but I used to teach body language in my sociology class. So I know a little bit about it. And I looked at it, and his eyes went up. His eyebrows extended up, extreme furrowed brow, and his body language was like shaken back. And I'm saying... That SOB doesn't know. He just found out. He's surprised as hell. Because right. otherwise, if he'd have known, yeah, we did something really bad, we got to cover it up, he'd have looked at the camera and said, it's a terrible loss of life, I'm not willing to make a statement yet because it's still under investigation, but we're going to do everything we can do to help these people. That's not what you heard. Even in his limited capacity, he could have said that. But instead... He gave, you turn the sound down and watch his body language, and then watch his palm go up. And the right hand, his palm goes up like, what the hell? He mm-hmm. was completely taken by surprise. See, he's in the dark with a lot of this. And even to that uh, tweet I was mentioning about being laser-focused, I wonder which staffer wrote that. <clears throat> you know, I wonder which person type that out to post on his X feed. Now it's not Twitter, it's yeah, X. Yeah. They're almost mocking the dead, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, I mean, and I'm pretty sure you saw his warm welcoming as he arrived. Oh, you mean the middle finger extensions and FJB? Yeah, 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 you know. And, I mean, this guy doesn't even know where he's even at. I mean, and Jill's there all the time as if he, as if she's the one that's got the leash to lead this uh, dementia-riddled moron all over the place. Th- this is, folks, I mean, oh my God, I mean, if there was ever a deep state, if there was ever a secret government, if there was ever any form of conspiracy, we're, we're standing right over the top of all of it. We're ground zero. You see, there's a silver lining in this tragedy, and this won't bring the people back. And, oh, God, my wife came home and told me she heard a news report today that a woman had to break through two police barricades to return home. They kept a blocker. She got around it. And she owned a custodial service and heard about the fire and tried to get home. Her 15-year-old son was found burned to death uh, sheltering his dog. Uh, You know, I heard that last night, and... And I was on air when I heard that, and I almost didn't have any words. I mean, I, it was literally silence. That's how I feel, too. For a few minutes. I have a hard time telling the story. That's 
that's that's that's hard. That's. I want the audience to imagine for a second that you're that mom, and you found your child like that, and then realize who's responsible. If this doesn't burn the fires of rage, nothing will. You know, speaking of this, there is a guy that made a video, and I we obviously cannot play it on air because he uses quite a few explicative words. But he calls uh, this so-called "oh dear" leader Biden out for exactly what he is. And Godspeed to that gentleman. And anybody out there that's uh, listened to the audio of what I'm speaking of, you can probably know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. This guy, I mean, he he was literally outright forthright. You know, righteous anger towards this man and the situation that's been created. Now, where does everything go from here, Dave? Is is the next question, I believe. And how you're a good interviewer. <laughs> that's a great transition question. That really, that I'm impressed. Um, I don't know. What do you? No, I mean, what do you well, think? Just, I, I want to know what you think. I've talked too much in this interview. I want to know what you think. Well, Where do you think we go from well, I'd here? I'd say. Well, I'd say. I mean, for one, there's going to have to be some class action lawsuits. For one, for two, these people that we're there's going to have to be a lot more digging to find out about these aircraft, the weapon systems. You know, there. I mean, there are major major, major lawsuits that can be filed here against weapons production um, um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for Uh, military industrial complex Mm -hmm. uh, organizations would be a good way to put it and not only that but you know, federal agencies like I said, this aircraft and I'm going to read the the, the, uh, tail number again so if anybody out there wants to do a little bit more digging, go for it the tail number on this aircraft was N, as in Niger, 557P as in Paul, G as in George. Again, N557PG. And this is the tail number for this aircraft, which was eventually purchased by a three-letter agency, yeah. or, you know, the DOJ and the FBI, uh-huh. and then it was, uh, then it was sold. Uh, I guess what you would call maybe secondhand to Colorado Fire Aviation Leasing Incorporated. And I tried to do a little bit of digging into that company. I didn't find a whole lot, but I think the, uh, the word says it all for the, the, the company, Colorado Fire Aviation. Now, I, well, what I did find, I did find that they do have, um, like, you know, okay, you know how a, there's you know, the little yellow planes that spray fields of corn and beans and, you know, wheat and such. They have fire planes to put out fires. Now, if this is what it, what it purports to be, this could be a Cessna Citation with a laser on the front end of it to create fires. Now, why would a fire uh, company want something like that? Well, it's because, you know, instead of having a team of, you know, men on the ground, firemen on the ground, creating a fire line, now, people, a fire line is a fire that's created as a, as a fire is coming. And it burns off all the ground, and it creates a barrier so that major fire can't cross that barrier. That's a fire line. 
Instead of having men on the ground, it just makes perfect sense to put a laser on the front of an aircraft. And if you're trying to stop a real forest fire, fly that, air, that aircraft up in the air, create a fire line with that laser on the front of that aircraft to stop the fire from encroaching any further onto the ground or on the land. So that's one of the reasons why I'm throwing that out there. But back to uh, what needs to have happened now. Well, for one, the police chief, uh, he sure as hell doesn't need to be the coroner, excuse my language. Um, the other people that follow and fall shortly behind him, they all need to be tried for crime. Okay, because this is a massive cover-up, and they're trying to cover it up. But look, mm-hmm. we keep pulling the covers completely off, and they keep, they can't cover this. They cannot continue to cover this up anymore. It's impossible because look we're on top of it we're in the day of the information age and they can't hide all this stuff and i'm going to assure you dave somewhere somewhere tucked in a desk in a file cabinet somewhere in a deep recess of a government agency's office there are black and white documented papers on these said fires mark my words somewhere there would have to be them need to be found whistleblowers need to come out and put this information forth just the same as the information with the whistleblowers, whistleblowers of the IRS and the FBI on the Bidens and uh, so on and so forth. I mean, I'm I'm upset with this because well, it should be. They just they they burned people to death, literally scorch you know scorched earth tactics, literally. My God. Yeah. Um, but there's so much more I could add that we know that just adds to the anomalies and the cover-ups. Um, I'll, I'll give you one more to show you how pre-planned this was. This governor is elected and he takes office in January of 2023. He's new. The police chief is new. And um, um, I think who, who the hell else was new? There's one other figure that was new in all this. But anyway, it jumps out of my head. The governor... Um, allowed developers in violation of state law and agreements with the Hawaiian elders to make an um, an offer and a provision, a provision, not just an offer, $75 million where Lahaina once stood. This is January of this year. $75 million for the land and 51-acre home sites to be developed. Now, that sat there in stasis for eight months. But that deal was set into motion. It was set into place. Right. You know, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't offer them uh, casks of whiskey and uh, a um, um, flea-ridden blankets with uh, all kinds of um, biological diseases within the fleas. I mean, you know, this is how they did it back in the day, right, to get the local natives off of the land. They'd trick them, they'd sell them out, or they'd just poison them and just wipe them out to move them onto their reservations. This is the exact same thing that took place in the mid-1800s, almost now, but now they've got a lot more uh, technology and uh, better ways to go about removing people, I guess, if you would. I mean, that's right. They wanted the locals, the indigenous 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 people of the land, the natives, off of that land so they could have it. And they weren't going to sell out. They refused to sell out. So they literally just burned them off of the land. Now to come to find out that these smart cities, and you named BlackRock and all these other ventures that are looking to create these things, my God. 
people is it can it not be more obvious and blatantly clear than what we have laid out right here right now this evening i have i mean come on people now there needs to be massive pushback against the federal government and agencies responsible for this well the fema administrator is a worthless piece of crap well, they're putting people up in thousand dollar yeah. a night hotels, Dave. <laughs> We're like a married couple where you're finishing my sentences. <laughs> um, yeah, a thousand forty five hundred dollars. Uh, I forget the name of the high end, and they get room service on the south end of the island. And and here's the insult: they're paying seven hundred dollars to a survivor in Lahaina, and yet they're paying this much for FEMA to come in and do almost nothing. Now, the administrator for FEMA was asked, why aren't you doing more? And she said, well, we're out of money. Wait a minute. You stupid moron. You're out of money, but you're putting people up in resort hotels. They could have gone to Days Inn, which had an ocean view in the area, for $250 a night. Dave, I've got a better idea. How about this? Remember in 2000. Five during Katrina, and there shortly thereafter, they put all these people up in trailers, uh, just absolutely loaded with asbestos. Yes, I remember well. This is where these FEMA people need to stay. They need to stay in these trailers over there to do their work. Is what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, in, I in fairness, I understand. I, mean, it is I understand, um, but a lot of the people that are in FEMA now weren't there when uh, Katrina happened. It was what twenty years ago. So right. I, I would say this: the um, the Katrina event and today are unrelated, but FEMA has always been a worthless organization. People, if you have storable food and gold, you need to hide it. Uh, there's more hoarding laws that are coming, I've been told about. Some of them mm-hmm. already exist. Emergency provisions allow FEMA to come into your home and take anything they want. So you need fake walls. Yep, you need to bury right. stuff. Yeah, I've got a guy, that, and I think I'm probably going to do it. We we sell gold, as you heard at the top of the story, and I, our gold coverage, I should say helping people protect their assets. And we're, we're actually going to sell um, a device that you can use to store your valuables and how to hide it. And uh, we're going to try to keep the authorities at bay because I guarantee you, they'll tell you, okay, gold is banned, just hypothetically. Uh, your storable food is banned. You can only have three days. And I'm making this up, but I suspect this is where they're going with this as part of their C40 cities plan. And people are going to need to take this valuable life-saving stuff, including their guns and their ammo, and they're going to have to bury it. They're going to have to hide it. So we're going to get into sure. that. We're going to get into that business because we need to facilitate that. doesn't do any good to have two years of storable food and the government comes and takes it from you. I had an incident happen. I think you'll find this interesting. guy that played basketball for me in college, oh, gosh, gosh, almost 20 years ago, Time flies when you've got one foot in the grave. But anyway, uh, he lives uh, in Tennessee. And uh, knew him well, great guy, uh, got married, calls me up one time. Knew I had a radio show, came and visited me once. He was in town. It was about 2010, 2012. And he says, I never, Coach, I never thought you'd be on the radio. I said, long story. So anyway, he calls me up out of the blue. And says, Coach, what's FEMA? And I says, what are you asking me what FEMA's for? Now, keep in mind, I tell you the story. This is a big man. 
He's six seven, weighed about two forty five, two fifty. Big man, good athlete. I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. So he says, "Yeah, these FEMA guys drove right up on my lawn in these black uh, um, SUVs." Okay, and he goes, "How do you know they're FEMA?" Mm-hmm. He says, "They come to the door and they show their identification." We need to come in and inspect your food. Now, there was, this was a guy who could stand up to people. He says, you ain't coming in here. And he says, my food's none of your damn business. He says, you think you're looking for drugs? I don't use drugs, but you ain't coming in to hunt around. You go get a warrant. And the one guy pulled his jacket back, and, and his suit jacket back, and says, uh, he touched his gun. He says, we're coming in one way or another. So he acquiesced and let him in. And they didn't go to the kitchen. He says, hey, where do you guys think you're going? The, the kitchen's over here. Oh, no. They went to the pantry. And they started going through his items and writing down what he had. Now, this would have been about 20, this would have been about 2012. And he calls me up. He's telling me the story. And I said, uh, he says, what's this about, coach? And, uh, and he said, they scared the hell out of my little kid. And my wife was so upset when she called me. She came home from work. And they kept her outside the house. Said she came in, they'd arrest her. And uh, so I said, well, I said, FEMA's in charge of emergency management. But they suck buttermilk. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, they were at Katrina and they didn't do their job. They bullied the people and abused them. And I said, in other disasters they've been to, they're not very good. I said they're checking. You no, know, Dave. I want to add to this. Uh, you, Go ahead. You said 2012, right? Around that 2012, time frame, around 2012. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that's around the exact same time frame that Barry Satoro, aka Barack Hussein Obama, with a uh, husband named Mike, or I mean Michelle, excuse me, that wrote that executive order for um, you know confiscation of absolutely everything. Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about Executive Order 13603. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Where they they can seize anything that you own, uh, food. They can turn you into a slave laborer. Um, that's actually Section 501 of the Executive Order, and I just covered that the other day. Again, uh, but anyway, I was telling uh, my former player. Says, well, they're here for emergencies, and they're probably doing spot checks for who's prepared and how prepared are you, and what kind of stuff are you storing. He goes, well, should I be worried? I said, no, not really. I said, it could have been your next-door neighbor. They just singled you out. He goes, what? Because I'm black. I said, don't go racial on me. I said, they just picked you out because. I said, you were home. Your front door is open. I said, that's why they picked you out. And then I found out as I aired this on the radio, uh, I started hearing from people in Alabama, in Mississippi. It seemed to be a thing they were doing in the South. And what they what they were doing was the same thing. Come up, we're going to search your pantry. You don't like it, you'll go to jail, that kind of thing. So that, that's that's what they, that's what they did, and that's why I'm telling people, you know, you need to protect yourself from our government, and there is no protection for lasers. By the way, let me tell you what I've been told. Okay, I mean, unless you pay something blue, uh, excuse me. No, you're right. Uh, no, listen, you're not. I've been deluged with that all day. The the I need to paint my house blue thing. I, I've probably gotten 20, 30 emails on this today. But anyway, let me tell you what else I got, John. Um, Paul Preston told me this, and then my best military source confirmed. Paradise was brought down by laser-based weapons, do weapons. 
and it was three planes that flew out of Van Ives. And I suspect the plane that you gave us the tail number on was one of these three planes. And what I understand they did uh, is they flew from Van Nuys to Wake Island, they fueled up, they geared up, and then they went and did the deed. That's what I've been told. Okay. Now, I can't, I can't go public and make a positive assertion. Yeah, I know this is what happened. No, I'm repeating what I was told by two sources. Paul Preston was willing to go public. Uh, my ex-military source will not go public for all the reasons that people can imagine. So that's the deal with that. I thought you'd find that to be interesting. So I suspect yeah. that plane was one of the three flying out of Van Nuys. You know what's interesting, too? There was a show on 24. Um, remember the show 24? Yes. Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. Well, anyway, there was a show that the Van Nuys Airport, they had bombs and planes and drones that would deliver bombs out of Van Nuys. Uh, that's what came to my mind when when Paul told me that story. He was the first one to tell me. And uh, so I thought that was interesting. You know, Dave, they're staging for a lot of things. I, I mean, I track flights. Just It's kind of a hobby of mine. I'm an aviation enthusiast, if you would. And I track military flights generally on a application called ADSB Exchange. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed something extremely interesting over the past five or six years where RC-135W rivet joints, these are um, Cygnus planes. They go up and sweep up information, you know, all kinds of stuff, text, uh, calls, I mean, you know, anything you name for Cygnus, which is signals intelligence, these things go up and they sweep this stuff up. I've noticed that a lot of these flights, they go up and they'll circle over the top of Native American, um, what do you want to call it? Oh... Why am I drawing a mind blank here? Um, reservations for hours on end. So I don't know if this plays or is going to play or tie into anything in the near future, but I just want people to be aware that these RC-135W rivet joint aircraft are up over Native American reservations doing signets and reconnaissance uh, almost every day, daily, and it's uh, something I put my finger on. I don't know exactly why, but now we're seeing people burned off of their land, and these smart cities are going to be implemented. And I just figured it was imperative just to mention it right now. I, I just I I felt it was imperative to mention it. What do you suspect they're doing? I uh, you know I've asked people. I, I I've never found an indefinite answer. I you know I've heard that some of these reservations may be. I don't, I can't remember exactly. My God, I don't want to paraphrase. But basically, the Native American reservations could hold uh, threats because the federal agencies are not allowed on the reservations, right? So the federal agents can't literally walk in and say, hey, we're here. What do you have? What have you got? What are you talking about? You know, who's here? So they take these planes and then they fly them over the reservations to suck up any information they can into these Cygnus aircraft. Interesting. I'll have to check on that. Um, I do have a couple places I can go with this information that's tied into Native Affairs. Uh, boy, it just, what a mess. Um, do you know, too, there was an island off the coast of Spain that burned the same way? Same day. Did you know that? You know, 
Yeah, you know, I was not only, uh, yeah, it was over in the Canary Islands, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was, I have not seen any reports. I have not looked into it. I have not dug into any of that, but I did, it did uh, come up as a blip on the radar there when these fires were taking place in Maui because I saw somewhere where somebody posted saying, hey, there's these same exact kinds of fires taking place over here in the Canary Islands. And that's the islands right off the coast of Spain, yes. Well, they seem to be burning out vacation areas for whatever reason where the rich and famous are. And I'm not sure if that's the number one goal. I suspect it's not. But it is interesting. This is who they're targeting. You know what they did in in one week I've come across this. I'll tell the story quickly because we're almost out of time. But uh, Biden sees the Grand Canyon from Arizona. And it eventually will kill most tourism. And then I talked to some geologists about Yellowstone, and they laugh at me. And they say, Dave, Yellowstone's not going to blow. The seismic activity is relatively unchanged. That's a myth. But if we, when, when I was employed, as what one told me, as a university professor at blah, 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 if I would have said Cascadia is ready to go, which is true, they would have fired me. Mm-hmm. And I said, in other words, they want you to promote false rumors about Yellowstone. And she said, yeah. She goes, well, I don't know why. I said, I think I know why. They want to, they're going to try to scare the tourists out of there. So you've got three areas in one week in America where this has happened. Clearing, right. starting you know, the clearing the, of tourist areas. In a, in a lot of uh, these national parks, and especially Yellowstone, the Chinese are trying to buy up a lot of the land. Um, to add to the Cascadian, the Cascadian uh, area, you know, uh, on Google Earth, if you get on... Google Earth, and you zoom in on Mount Rainier. On the very top of Mount Rainier, it's got a uh, it's got a lava dome. It's got a dome. It's bulging. It's beginning to crack. So, then volcanoes over on the west coast. Uh, it's just a matter of time before yeah. all the you know mountains. That was covered when I was go. at Steve Quayle's conference back in 2018. We covered that pretty extensively. It's only a matter of time, and that's what geologists tell me. John, we're out of time. You got 10 seconds to tell people how to listen to you. Yes, sir. Uh, everybody, everybody, I do a broadcast at revolution.radio every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time, called The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1, with me, John Wayne. Folks, we're in defense condition one. Uh, I would say that's true. Well, John, always uh, good stuff. I think we teamed up here today to bring a perspective that's important. And uh, hang by your phone. I want to call you real quickly. Okay, i got to talk to you off air, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Pray for the people in Maui. Support the local charities. Do not give to national charities. And God bless all of you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call 
BarrierGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container, you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.